Talking Backwards is an independently produced program. If you would like to help support us and join our community of patrons, you can do so through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. There you can find ways to not only help us grow the show, but also get access to exclusive merch, live streams, behind-the-scenes content, and even early access to upcoming episodes. That's patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. We hope to see you in the future. Or is it past? discussion on the missing pieces and this next scene we're about to talk about is titled mike is the man mike is the man is he? this is prime bad boy bobby this is the bobby who's gonna go along in the woods for that cocaine football he's gonna die uh bobby and mike with only one capital letter uh hanging out in this convertible sharing a cigarette and uh talking about how they Need to get uh, the cocaine mm-hmm. and the football. Go on. I mean, the most important part of the scene is that they actually offer they they offer them a ride. That was my that was my problem. With That's the all scene. I really got. <laughs> Who wanted a ride? They didn't even offer the girls a ride to school. They were going to the same place. Wouldn't you want to spend more time with your girlfriends? So, so shouldn't this is Bobby be at school? football practice? Yeah, he does that at five a.m. According to I was his, gonna say, shouldn't he be on his run? So what time or is this? Football practice. But he's he does not captain. look like he's been on a run. He looks like he's been sitting in a car. I feel like that Mike was Man. such a huge like, rolling doobies oversight on the character of Bobby and the pilot. It's like immediately after it aired, they they were probably like, "Well, crap." The, the, yeah, the oversight was why was he playing football in February? Sure. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I guess. Well, they were practicing football in February. You got to be ready. That's true. You're right. You can. You gotta. Got to be ready for the peak season. Yes, the Twin Peaks season. Yeah, but is Bob, isn't Bobby a senior here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the show is irresponsible. <laughs> we can talk about school books. This is uh, right after Laura has discovered that her diary has been compromised, and she needs the car, and yeah. she tells her mother that she needs to go and get some school books that she left. Sure. I feel like the the just a minute or so that we get here of Lara and Sarah interacting just kind of shows Sarah's willingness to kind of believe whatever Lara says, and it'll way yep. sort of enable her behavior instead of saying like, "No, you don't need the car tonight. You're you can get your books tomorrow." It just kind of lets her have the car to run off and do her dirty deeds. But it's a I feel like it is. And Laura tries like it, to get away with the cigarettes. Yeah, I, I feel like it is an important interchange. But then she gives some but, really. Yeah. Solid and, and it could have been left in the movie. Advice. Too, I, Definitely. Or a pep talk about being a smoker. You'll never be a smoker if you don't start. And that is true. Just like you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That is right. Mother of the year right there. Yeah, I, I think it does kind of show the, the flaws in Sarah's character that she's not a very attentive mother figure in Laura's life. And what she needs is some guidance and somebody to keep her on the right path. 
and I I think it's just a a neat little scene that could have been left in easily. I'm not sure why this was cut. I feel like it would have worked. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it for the character of Sarah, who you don't get a lot of. I, do. I just I like seeing her. Yeah, you don't, and you. I mean, obviously, we see plenty of Leo and Laura interaction, mm-hmm. but you don't see a lot of Sarah Laura interaction in Firewalk with yeah. me. And I would have liked some of this to be left in. And especially the next scene at, at the well, Especially table. since you've never really had Sarah and Lara interacting to this point. Ever. Like, this is a mother-daughter, yeah. and like clearly she was distraught when her daughter died. But you never saw what their relationship but was like. also clearly her total weirdness didn't come from her daughter's <laughs> death. Yeah, for sure. Well, she's already being drugged at this point, and she's clearly uh, fearful yeah. of Leland, too. Drugged with the the milk, mm-hmm. and of the pot. Whether or not she recognizes that Leland is being controlled by something, which I don't think is the case. I think she has visions of what's really going on, but it's not. She can kind of discount that as whatever hallucinogenic trip she's on. I was like, "Do you?" She's had two visions. Yeah, it's like, do you really oh. not understand what the source probably is of your post milk? It's that visions. Nud, nuds and milk. Nudes and milk. Like, I, I don't know. I, she bought two gallons or two cartons of milk in those groceries. That, and that's all I could see. Milk cartons. I would have liked, I think I would have liked to see, as a missing piece, a reason for Sarah to be able to dismiss her visions as something wrong with her and not something being done to her. We definitely need yeah. to campaign for some reshoots. <laughs> I don't know that any of these folks would be on board to reshoot any of these missing pieces. Yeah, I think they would all not be on board. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we also have a scene with the the family altogether as not a frightening. And this one, I I wish was. This is my my probably one of my main picks to be in the movie. I love seeing just how happy they are. I also love the ties to the pilot with the Norwegians coming to town. Mm-hmm. But but I just love seeing them just having a, having fun. Where's my axe? <laughs> I'm hungry. I like seeing Leland as a goofball and yeah, joking around with his family this is, and them. This is Mersey. Yeah, this is Mersey Dotes Leland. But this is it's not Mersey Dotes Leland because that. that was nut job, <laughs> that was like almost Bob. Leland. <laughs> That's true. This is true. this is just the guy. This is just Leland Palmer, the man, with the his man. family. He's. He's not possessed right now. He's not being aggressive in any way. He's just coming in as a goofball, trying to interact with his family. Correcting like, uh, oh, this again, the old, the old, the old axe bit. The old, where's my axe bit? Yeah. <laughs> not the first time he's done. Yeah. But uh, but he, he ends up getting them all laughing right there. He ends up getting them all laughing, and they're they're having a a nice wholesome family moment here, and. Why can't we have seen this in the movie? Why yeah, can't we have seen the juxtaposition of the, you know, the household of fear versus what actually made them a family to begin with? Like, why people stuck around for this guy? Yeah. With, because Laura figured out what was happening and didn't run, and Sarah didn't back her up and defend her. But she only just figured it out. Yeah, and and I know that you know, domestic violence and abuse has its own stigmas and uh, ways of keeping people entrapped in a situation they feel like they can't get out of for whatever reason. Yes. 
but it's it would be so helpful for this family dynamic to see them have a good night because it's 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 hard for somebody who doesn't understand the sort of psychology that happens with trauma to see all that happening and say why wouldn't you just leave it's like because of this because families are nuclear you know there is a chemistry and it's not always horrible you need to see that there are ups with the downs so that somebody understands like okay this is an actual functioning family it's not always a hellscape and i, I just wish it could have been there for people to see that families work yeah sometimes agreed yeah i think this absolutely should have made it into the cut plus i just, I just love to see ray wise being goofy i'm just lobbing an emmy at his forehead and the exact opposite, I can see why this next scene was good. I was going to say, yeah, it does get worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny watching this with you, Tyler, because, you know, the truck, this truck pulls up, and you're just like, oh, is that Leo? And then... Oh, yeah. I don't think I said it was Leo, but the first thing the guy driving the truck says, I'm a friend of Leo's or something like that. Yeah. And then just like a you know minute later you're like wait that's not leo because <laughs> you missed like the dialogue yeah completely yeah uh, but no it's not leo it's a friend of leo's um, i didn't know he had friends did we get this guy's name is this the guy that that guy that's standing in the woods in like the pilot or <laughs> no. the first no, that was first, nah, second i don't episode? think so that was leland was it i, I think it was with it being leland only because it matched up with even though it doesn't really make sense why he would be out there unless that's just what he did. Or that lumberjack well, you know, in the convenience maybe store. Maybe it does make sense if that's just something Bob likes to go do and roam the woods at night. I was going to say, maybe it's that I lumberjack think. in the convenience store that's just doing his job. Like, but it adds, up, it adds up because he's wearing the same thing that he wore the night he attacked Jacoby. Mm. For me, anyway. So. I think, but we I never know. saw I the think guy. it's this trucker friend. They just say, is that somebody out there? We never see him. And he was like, trucker shut, shut up. That's old trucker man. Oh, old trucker man. No, Laura gets in the truck with this guy. He's got drugs for her, and that entitles him to a little bit of smooching. And then there's a very mm-hmm. symbolic uh, horn honk from the truck. That's right. As the as the vehicle rides away, though so it's just a little it's a little more insight into the the dirty deeds Laura gets up to when she's out at night. Yeah, during dirty her time. Deeds. The next scene is one of Tyler's favorite, if not the favorite. I would have to imagine. I'm only going with my so gut. So we, we get Del Nibbler, who only got one episode before. Uh, this is the bank man. Yeah, before he died. Before, yeah, before he was exploded. And it was the finale. <laughs> yeah. So we have the return of these frames. And return of Pete and Josie. The return of Pete and Josie. Uh, and this is... But Josie. also a call... Uh, just a call back to the two by fours. So I, I've I got a couple of questions, not beef, but questions. Dell Nibbler comes up. He has this piece of two by four wood. What's it for? What's he doing? What you doing, Dell? This is the third one he's ordered. He needs it desperately. But for what? This one piece. This one piece. For what? And Josie is. Does it fit in that bank vault where they got exploded maybe he's maybe he's trying to wedge it shut so it can't just be opened at any maybe time. that half inch would have prevented the whole explosion it's like uh, i don't know yeah what did he know but also this is relatable to me i have worked in retail and customer service this happens oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like somebody will come up with something this that they says bought. says it's uh, 50% off with another 50% off. That's 100%. <laughs> Can I have that? I would like to buy this. Well, that's on layaway. I can't sell it to you. I'm sorry. Well, I want this one. Well, I can order you another one, and I can sell it to you at the same price. Well, this is the one I want, though. It's on the floor with a price. I want it. You can't have it. I hate people so much. I'm getting so (laughs) mad right now. It's like, I'm going to jump on this counter and scream. Sir, no, you're not. This happens. People will complain about anything. And this is just one of those little gripes. It's like this guy bought a 2x4, got it home, measured it up. So, oh, this is not exactly... It's like going to Subway and getting a foot-long sub. You take it home and you measure it, and it's only 10 inches. Like, d- I would absolutely go back. <laughs> that two inches is going to be... Don't call it a foot-long. That long. two inches is going to be bread. <laughs> it's just going to be bread, man. The sandwich is I in it. I love bread. You're good. I'm sorry. I, I got I got hot. I just... I, I flashed back a little you bit. Did. <laughs> you cool down. You take The sandwich minute. is in there, man. Just... Let me just ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sandwich for lunch tomorrow. I have one question for you, David. I got it. Is a dollar worth what it used to be? Well, when you put it that way. What is shenanigans? Patrick has so much to say about the Double R Diner. I guess this counts as an extended scene because, yeah, we see the first part of it uh, in the movie mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Laura carrying her food out to her car. Yeah. Um, we get decidedly more I, normal. I do, I do have something to say here. Shelly. Um, I believe it's in this, or maybe I'm confusing it within the movie, but she, I, I, I got the impression that she was a little hesitant to help Laura when Norma asks her, and I feel like that's because she's been with Bobby. I thought it was because she thought Laura was kind of spooky. It could be that, but I like to lean towards her being with Bobby because they know she knows that Bobby's his girlfriend. Okay, then what you said. Her girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that could definitely be. It's, a small, it's just a small detail, but yeah. that's... That's how I took it. Yeah, we have to put ourselves back in the season one mindset, (laughs) which we're so far removed from at this Um, point. But it's so good to see Big Ed and Nadine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hilarious. Nadine, like, Dave, I think you said it when we were watching this. Like, they come in and Nadine immediately leaves. And it's like, well, what did you expect? We're going to the double R. Like, why would Norma not be there? She owns (laughs) it. She owns this place. Yeah. Yeah, what were you expecting? She's there 24 hours a day. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But I love it because Big Ed's just smiling, like not expecting this at all. Mm-hmm. Which maybe, maybe this doesn't happen often. Maybe Nadine comes here from time to time with that, and it's fine. And there's just some days where she's just like, "No, <laughs> not having it today. Not doing this yeah. today." And that's this is one of those days. Well, Norma's having a short hair day, and on short hair days, mm-hmm. we don't go in. Mm-hmm. Next week, that hair is going to be to her shoulders. Um, which not the only one. This comes up a little later. Um, Donna's mom, Eileen Hayward, has shorter hair. Oh, um, so so I guess we all know how hair grows in Twin Peaks quickly. Yep. I wish the uh, line cook had more of a presence in the series as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> he does get some time here. He gets a little he? bit of time here, not a lot. <laughs> just uh, I thought for just a split second that this was William H Macy. <laughs> and just like a really short-lived cameo but it's not. it is not there's also no specials no specials the uh, place isn't popping either i assume this is just like three in the afternoon and couple of theories about the slime cook one slime cook drove business away because he couldn't come up with any specials two two mm. got a little tired yeah. of heidi's laugh 
popped her one right in the schnoz. Oh my god, this theory, man. Got him fired. Mm. I think he's a scoundrel. I think he's up to no good. Another moment I enjoyed here uh, when Big Ed returns because um, Norma has she's walked over to the booth and started crying. Um, mm. Probably, I assume, because she knows she has to fire this this cook. Um, but that's half of it for sure. But what I love too, Tyler, you did a good callback yeah. to uh, a moment you brought up. I think it's from dispute between brothers during Leland's wake when Big Ed's talking to to Donna when she's you know talking about James leaving and he's just like, oh honey. He'll come back. You said that (laughs) when he came in, and that really made me laugh. Uh, Next scene is Donna and Laura, or Donna 2.0 and Laura. So we ran a poll a few weeks ago uh, before we recorded our Fire Walk With Me episode where I asked um, which Donna you prefer. Uh, This was on our Twitter page, and I asked uh, Laura Flynn Boyle or Moira Kelly, and... We had 69 voters, 49% Laura Flynn Boyle, 51% Moira Kelly. There's, I can't believe there's that even a divide in uh, Donna preference. Wow. It literally could be. Very interesting that, that um, the actress who played Donna for the shorter period of time <laughs> won <laughs> that poll. I find that to be very fascinating. She, she kind of stole the show for me. I like, like I honest, do, I do, I, I, I really do like. It's, it's, it's very seldom that somebody can play the same role as somebody else. Like a, another actor can come in and do the same role yeah, and true. be preferred. Like especially if you spent time with a character for a while. So yeah, this is a much shorter scene in the movie because it's when she runs so. to her. I'm house. getting so confused. Um, I believe it's after she finds out that it's that Bob is Leland. Oh, but there's the next scene is another. Yes, the next scene is where we actually get to see the Haywards, uh, Sands, Kirsten, and Harry. Because they're not the Muffin. They haven't been born yet. Piano recitals and things. So I think it's interesting here that he's been spending some time with Jacoby doing magic. uh, Doing magic, one, yeah, because we've seen some magic tricks before. Um. But he mentions that it worked at yep. Sparkwood in 21, which is the intersection that James and Laura are at later in the movie. Um, so why did it work there? Intersection. It didn't work here. When I watched that between two it's scenes, world, it's an intersection between two they, worlds. They put a stoplight on the middle of a turn. It's a very dangerous turn. It's not an intersection. It's a very dangerous turn. <laughs> and it bothered me. Like, like uh, that, the doctor, the good so. doctor Hayward doesn't press Laura more about her smoking habits. He's like, "Well, I love you. You can smoke in my house." Yeah, but he does. Like me, a doctor right. will um, allow you to smoke in my house because I love you. Yeah, we see Donna whisper something to her dad, which I'm just assuming she was saying something to cheer, like, "Hey, you should try to cheer Laura up." But then he says something that's just like weirdly important yes he speaks very strangely for somebody who's speaking casually the angels will return and when you see the one that's meant to help you you will weep with joy let's talk about those muffins oh the seven whole huckleberry muffins i'm good (laughs) yeah you seven whole huckleberries (laughs) if i bite into this muffin and there are only six so help me i will need to speak to a man i just think it's funny that this is what play i feel like what played into her saying i'm the muffin later in the movie in the pink but, room was only because of why this why even right but why there's seven huckleberries know. in you i mean i guess after the muffin there are technically 
Donna says that she's the muffin, and Lara's like, no, you're the muffin. And then on her way out, she's like, no, you know what? I am the muffin. The next scene is uh, Cooper and the arm in the red room. Uh, it, this isn't very different from what we see in the movie, except there's one line that it should have been in the movie for me, and that's uh, the arm saying, is it future or is it yes. past? I think that just helps being like, okay, yeah, there is something weird going on with time. Uh, I wish that was left in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And it, it happens twice in The Missing Pieces. Yeah. Like, here's was, here's the scenario. Later. It's just, and that's just, I think that's reinforcing, too, that mm-hmm. it's like, is it yeah. future? You get a scenario A and a scenario B. Or is it past? Yeah. You get Yeah, you get two different instances of kind of the same interaction with some variances. Yep. It's like, the timeline yep. is changing. Something interesting to think about. The difference between this one really and the one later is that the table's gone, correct? The ring is gone. Is it just the ring is just gone? Just the ring is gone. Oh, He's getting a shot of the empty table. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, something that we were, were talking about, Tyler, while we were watching these is the arm, the man from another place, is super malicious in yeah. every scene that he's in in these missing pieces. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, you get a glimpse of it at the end of season two. Like, this is a bad guy. Yeah, no, I thought he was like, you know, he was he was a little guy. Yeah, he, hey. And he's got a just as frightening doppelganger. Yeah. Um, the fan. Laura has a pretty smile. Oh, this is terrifying. There's some. She's looking at the fan. You hear Bob. I'm just scrubbing through that video right now, and it is (laughs) awful. Yeah. Bob is speaking to her in the beginning. He's just like, now you can see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, I want to taste through your mouth. I mean, I think he's just basically saying, I want to be. Yeah, he wants to be her. He wants to live like she lives and do things as her. Bob wants to be the homecoming queen. Miss Twin Peaks. (laughs) Bob wants to be Miss Twin Peaks so bad. Does this gif exist? Like a sped up one? Yeah, It has to. I'll make it if it doesn't. You better. So my question is, how is this shot? Is this in real time or is this slowed down? It's what, 30 seconds? It's, yeah, it's a hot minute not. of this growing It's probably smile. shot... No, it's close to 40 seconds long. Um, I mean, it could have been shot in real time and just been slowed down post, but... Did any of you guys ever see the indie horror film, They Look Like People? No. There's a shot in it that's really good, and it's kind of the only good part of the movie, <laughs> but... It's pretty boring, but there's this one really cool shot where this guy feels like there are aliens kind of invading... You know, like taking over people, kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like there are these monsters or aliens that are replacing people. So he kind of feels like he doesn't know who to trust. And as he's kind of confiding in his lifelong friend, they're sitting at a table at a diner. And there's this incredibly eerie shot where her mouth, just she starts to smile, but it just keeps going up her face, like almost all the way up to her ears. And her eyes start to change, and then the shot just cuts. Mm. And it's super unnerving and it's this smile is more effective (laughs) than that like that really creepy like supernatural growth of a mouth this is worse and again it's it's just cheryl and finn not cheryl and finn (laughs) love cheryl and finn though this is just cheryl lee crushing every single scene she does yeah 
in both the missing pieces and Firewalk yep. with me, and honestly in Twin Peaks, the few moments we get with her in the red room. She just Yeah. She sends it. And it's so good. I want to point out too when they walk, you know, because uh Sarah snaps her out of the trance and you hear her saying Lara, and it's very similar to the way she says it when she's calling for her in the pilot, you know, when she doesn't come downstairs. And this is definitely where you see that Sarah does not have it all together. She doesn't. And she also says, she doesn't say it is, but she says it's happening again. As if, I mean, we've heard that before, but as if this kind of episode has happened as well. But she does say it's happening Mm -hmm. again. Is that a demo? Yep. And I'll agree. So what I determined from this next scene at the Johnson house is that the back of their home is a church. No. (laughs) Did the church burn? Did the church burn down this week? And then that's why their house is under repair. Right. What is this shot of a church? (laughs) Yeah, this is wild, right? Why have this? <laughs> it is so You wild. just had, like, there's nothing what? in Fire Walk With Me about a church. There's no inside a, a church scene. You just have people filing out of church. This is, like, just, like, a pickup shot that they forgot they had. And it's like, well, we have it, so let's pop it into the extra scenes. Like, I, I, I feel like there must have been an intentionality to filming this. Like, maybe there was supposed to be an interior shot or maybe even an interaction outside of church. That maybe had to do with the angels thing. But it's so out of place here. It's just an establishing shot of a church. And then we leave it behind. According to, so according to the script, um, it says that, that the establishing shot of the church appears in the script, which is placed after the scene at the pink room or power mm. and glory. Um, but there's a caption over it that says Sunday, four days before. And that's it. <laughs> but I feel like you can just put Sunday four days before and not necessarily have a church in the shot. But it still doesn't, like, what? what's the meaning of it? Yeah. Uh, it's Sunday. <laughs> that's the only way to solidify that this is... This is how we solidify that the double Sunday. R is open on Sundays. Because <laughs> yeah. Shelly has to go to work. Okay, okay. But there's a spill, apparently. I don't know what it is. But he is scrubbing. Get it. <laughs> going to town. I'm on, I'm honestly surprised that Leo's the one doing the scrubbing and doing the instructing. Yeah. Is, Maybe this is the the what is it, the straw that broke the camel camel's back? Like this is where it started. Maybe he was fine up until yeah. this moment. I feel like a lot of stuff happened this week. Yeah. It was a bad week for everyone. Yeah. There's there's very little more here than what we've already seen. Yeah. We've got uh, Big Ed and Norma yeah. having a night in Big Ed's truck. <laughs> Big Ed I was wondering how that worked out. With his breathalyzer, yeah. He says that Harry gave it to him. Um, we'll go with birthday. Or maybe a book house. I think it was a, an, an initiation gift. <laughs> initiation gift. They g- he gave me this back in 72. Um, they turn on the radio to hear the theme from Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what's on. Part of me kind of wanted it to be that same music that played in that one scene with Shelly and Bobby mm-hmm. in the car from the series. Cute! Where like, just, yeah, where they're just grooving. And then that's it. They just sit there and... Yeah. They Again, you can see why this would be cut from yeah. the movie. 
Yeah, it's it's little things like this is one that you you could cut. It's yeah. Now it's let's like it's uh, nice to, to the see power Norma and the glory let's together. See, let's check in with Buck and Brother Man. <laughs> <laughs> the OG Buck brother and Brother Man. Man are driving down the road. Um, brother Man is drinking and driving. Yes, speeding. Um, drinking and speeding. speeding. Still, yeah, definitely speeding. He is very uh, co- like concentrated. Mm-hmm. On this is dangerous. Oh, yeah, he's he's pedal to the metal. My favorite part about this is they get to the power and the glory, and when they get to the gravel parking lot, uh, he starts doing donuts. He does anything goes at this place. Yeah, but 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 get it? He's doing. Donuts. He's making rings. Donuts are just a significant part of Twin Peaks. While he's doing donuts, if you look to your right, there is a sign that says. Cooper Tire. What? Oh, I see it. There it is. Cooper Tires. Interesting. And a do and us. <laughs> us. <laughs> clearly, clearly, Laura's been here before. The bartender calls yep. her by name. She walks in and everybody's like, Laura! <laughs> it's a very cheers. It's a very cheers. cheers, yeah. It's a place where everybody knows In this front name. room, but the back room is where the party really happens. <laughs> like, this is, this is a front for the anything goes, like... Orgy Palace that's in the back room. Yes. <clears throat> Orgy the palace. power and the glory. Yeah, no, why would you want to be sitting up in this bar when you can hear the pink room by Angelo Badalamenti playing? Why would you not? Why? Just when you can hear they the They probably don't know what the name table. of the song is called. Oh, come on. You know the guy played it on the jukebox? <laughs> yes. They just turned on the radio and that was what was on. Oh, here's the Warren Armor now. <laughs> there he is. So this is a scene. That calls back to the international pilot. What? Well, yes, but also, I mean, the shot is used in uh, of the of uh, the candles is used in Cooper's dream sequence that cuts footage from. I feel like we see it a few times actually in the series of like the candles blowing out. I don't remember that. I only remember it like from... the circle of the circle of candles. Just another circle. Rings and Donut. Grove, just mm-hmm. donuts. I think this one means circles. Donut. Yeah, this scene right. means donuts. Yeah, this is a frightening scene. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I mean, that's it. This is backwards. Yeah, that is it. it it's backwards. It's filmed in reverse because he like yes. unlights yeah, yeah, the yeah. candles <clears throat> as he goes around the circle. We've got Leland with his latest issue of Flesh World. Good to know he's a subscriber. Yes. Um, has a very creepy phone call. Yeah. <laughs> I liked your picture. I like your picture. <laughs> I really liked oh, it. It's so good. Also, Teresa Banks could be a super sleuth. <laughs> yeah. Later when she gets figures out who he is. Um, the most interesting thing for me for this sequence of events here with Teresa Banks is we get to see that phone call that she made to Jacques that he actually mentions mm-hmm. in the pink room that she called asking about what their fathers looked like. And she called him a Because um, this is where we get basically the uh, confirmation that she knows that it's Leland. Right. Um, or that Laura is Leland's daughter, and that she's gonna blackmail him, and yeah, it's what ultimately leads. What to this her scene death. does is gives yeah. context to that statement. Because I, I'm, yeah. until we talked about it during the recording for the movie, I didn't follow that it was like Teresa understood that he bailed out because he saw Laura or Ronette. 
and that's why she figured that yeah. it must have been somebody that they knew. Yeah. This was definitely a key scene, I think, that could have been in there yeah. somewhere. I like the scene, too, because I like when he's describing Ronette's father compared to Leland. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's a movie star. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jacques, I want to bring this up. There's a v- hilarious thing on IMDb, and I'm sure it's added by a user, but it's under the goof section for Firewalk With Me. It talks about the stuff, Dave, you mentioned about Laura's death, the night of her death, the continuity mm-hmm. errors with Waldo and the yeah. poker chip. And they were like, and it do, and at the very bottom of this paragraph about it, and it says, and it doesn't mention, er, and Jacques Renault doesn't say, bite the big one, baby. I'm like, that's a goof right there. <laughs> you goofed on the goof. <laughs> you didn't even get the line right. <laughs> you can't, you can't goof on a goof. So yeah, the next scene, we're back, uh, Sarah and Laura around the, the dinner table, uh, or breakfast table, I guess I should say at this point. I see an OJ and some muffin. <laughs> Another muffin. They love muffins. Leland walks in and says, don't forget, it's Johnny Horn's birthday. And then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Classic Leland. It's like, I feel like that's mostly for brownie points with Ben Horn. Like, if he can get his family to make sure that yeah. they call and wish Johnny Horn a happy birthday. Otherwise, what else mm-hmm. are they going to do? It's not cell phone season. They don't have... Well, she was also tutoring him. Right. Or, yeah, it was tutoring her. Right? Yeah, and what we don't touch on that at all. Like, this... No, and we also don't touch on uh, her and Josie, her... Uh, yeah, the, the English, the English teacher, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, just a lot of missed opportunities to really touch on the life of Laura Palmer. If, that's, if that was what David Lynch wanted to do the movie so badly for, then yeah. we have a lot of ground that we could have covered where we could have seen what it was like to live a day in Laura's shoes. And I really would have liked to see that. I I don't think that it's necessarily worse for it, but I just, I, there's so many right. opportunities missed here. Like just mentioning Johnny right. Horn in passing kind of ties it together. No, no, but at the same time too, us just talking about it, I'm like, I don't want to see her tutoring her or him. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it. You can say it, and that's fine. But I get what you're saying too, where it's like it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I want a whole scene of her, right, 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 doing the tutoring, but like just showing that she does these things, like seeing her drop off her meals on wheels, seeing her doing the tutoring, and I think it's because maybe she was making up some of it, (laughs) because like like we were talking about, there's no way she could have fit in all these activities into her life. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So Lara goes, she's in her room. She lifts up the lamp in a very meanwhile. Oh, yeah. Very much. Like, absolutely what that is. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. Um, which has her key. Um, where she does a a line, a damn fine line of cocaine. Mm. Let's go to the sheriff's station. Why not? And talk about one of our favorite characters, Bernie. <laughs> the mule. He's a mule. <laughs> one, just great to see these guys. Because they were missing for me. Yeah, me. they were. I love this scene because I just love how long it takes Andy trying to process how long it would take for him to hike. 
I just love that long shot on yeah. Andy's face. Hawk too, for that matter. But it's a classic are. Lynch long and... shot. But for Andy, it's one hundred percent him actually trying to work it out in real time. Yep, it absolutely. For <laughs> Truman's just like, thank you, Andy. I think uh, Hawk got a haircut this week because <laughs> he's looking a little shaggy. Oh, he, he's 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 clean cut, put together. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Hawk's Hawk's on the yeah. case. Oh, Hawk's on the line. I got it. Um, we got a scene at the high school uh, where we are reminded that Bobby killed somebody, Mike. but also that uh, that it was baby lax. <laughs> yeah, and he's not stoked. But uh, I like that. Can't this is another baby This is another tie to the pilot too, where he talks about her putting the money in her safety deposit mm-hmm. box, which gets mentioned. Well, and Laura, Laura at the um, locker is still yes. Under the effects yeah, of the night before, like she is still in that place. Well, mentally. maybe I this. Well, I wonder if this takes place after that scene we just saw of her taking another uh, line of cocaine. Maybe, but she's like in a mood. I agree. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. I just don't know if it's still the effects from the night before, as she may have just been on something. I don't know, man. It feels like she's still chasing now. that dragon. Just the look <laughs> on her face. I will say, I love seeing uh, Dana Ashbrook and Shirley together on screen. I like. I like the pairing, um, not necessarily as much as I, I like because I do enjoy uh, Bobby and Shelley. But was this the first time they acted together? Yeah, because like I mean, for the series, mm, yes. I mean, he was never with. Yeah, I was gonna say he was never with Maddie. Yeah, that's um, right. And he was never in any. They were. He was never in any flashbacks mm-hmm. with her. Um, so I do. I. I mm. mean, I could be wrong. Listeners, correct me. But I feel like this is the first time they actually got to act together which is yeah cool. i'm pretty sure the first scene we saw them together was the uh that uh beginning of the second act no of the movie where oh no that yeah, where yeah, she yeah. kind of gets him to smile and then the, that rad track kicks in yeah yeah, yeah. bobby dances back into the school yeah i think that's the first time you see laura interact what with him well that and then well the scene when, the first scene we see laura when she's walking down the street when he's with mike in mm-hmm. the car because I think she she would have only yeah. done scenes as the corpse, and uh, that short. Uh, oh yeah, they did a scene together. It was her fun- Laura Palmer's funeral. She's not in the scene. She was in the coffin. I don't think so. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, there's the uh, the footage of the picnic that she did with Laura Flynn Boyle, and maybe not even James Hurley because yeah. he may not have been holding the camera. Right, you only could see his bike. Yeah. So that would have been the only interaction she had with the rest of the cast. That in the red room scenes. Well, there's that one weird brief flashback that always seeing it after seeing this is weird to me because James has it and it's like it's in the second or third episode because you just see Laura and James standing there and she just says like some quick line and smiles and it's just it's kind of mm. weird in hindsight. But yeah, but other than that, I mean, we're just hearing her voice on cassette yeah. tape. So baby likes of Bobby, <laughs> baby Bobby, baby. Um, baby boy Bobby. Baby yeah. baby Bobby. Baby um, Bobby Bearing. That made that made me laugh. I want my baby Bobby baby. Yeah, he baby. ends the scene that just really absolutely covered in the powder. Yeah. The next scene, um the next scene we get is with Dr. Jacoby calling Gloria. Yeah, the otherwise house. absent Dr. Jacoby, except for a missing scene. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the only thing he shot with his beard dyed. It's and like striped through his gray beard. It's pretty sweet. But this just ties just 
everything back to those tapes and stuff. I mean, it's. I think this scene could have been is it, it was cut. I was gonna say it could have been cut, but it was cut. It could have been cut from missing pizzas. This could have been an a really. We wouldn't have seen that sweet beard, so I'll I'll allow. Uh, My beef with the scene is why have a tray if it's just for a drink? Just hold the drink. Just Jacoby, man. Asparagus? Anyone? (laughs) Nope. You're not an asparagus guy. I enjoy asparagus. I don't enjoy. Yeah, I love asparagus. Asparagus. This gigantic these are huge stocks of asparagus yeah yeah i like a skinny asparagus i like a stick asparagus not sure if you guys were aware of this but sarah palmer is a smoker yes very much of course i was let me tell you one thing i wish i wish i was married to major garlandberg (laughs) so that he could sit and read to me every night i want this man to read me a story in that sweet majestic voice the bible right yeah what is he reading is it it's the Bible? The Project Blue Book Bible. They were aliens. <laughs> I saw them in my dream. It was a vision. <laughs> yes. Very. He just eloquent. reads to Betty Briggs every night, and she's just sewing or whatever she's doing, and just cross stitching, knitting, and just like needlepoint. Not actually listening needle to him. Point. Needlepoint. Instead, she's making. She's probably just making him quilts and things to keep him warm. What a gal. What, what a couple. <laughs> I love the Briggs. This is a nuclear family. <laughs> well, nuclear. This is, is how you do it. it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the front end of the scene we get in the movie where Laura has gone to see Bobby to try and uh, get drugs from him. And he realizes that she's only around him to get said drugs. But you kind of get the you get the front end of that mm-hmm. scene here, mm-hmm. where you see the Briggs family being yeah. <laughs> what they are. Uh, yep. Not a lot else to learn here, I yep. don't think, that we didn't mm. already see in the movie. And then, then just as Laura's leaving, they're amused by, I guess amused, or bewildered by just Major Briggs reading to mm-hmm. Betty. Which I just love so much. Can you give me like an hour and a half? <laughs> like that uh, video of Nick Offerman just sitting in front of the fire, drinking. <laughs> oh, the one I play every Christmas? <laughs> so Major Briggs is reading the oh. Bible, and he's reading the book of Revelation. Yep. <laughs> because of all the books, that's the one he's of reading. Of course it is. Just yeah. the most bananas off-the-wall book in the Bible with all the imagery. Uh, good to see Lucy. Was this like just we have we have to have a scene with Lucy? <laughs> kind of feels like it. Yes, but yeah, but I love this scene. Yes, it's. I don't know why I, I do. I just love the like silly Lucy. Like it's, I don't understand it's how full anything. Full circle works. to the phone transfer. Mm-hmm. Full circle to the phone transfer. Right. <laughs> yeah. The the intercom system here. Yeah, she doesn't understand yeah. that he's downstairs or wherever, like in the interrogation room. I don't know. I just, it's there's a downstairs, right? I love how startled she is that he, I assume he gets upstairs. Is based on the shots, but based on the exterior shot, <laughs> yeah. I would say there is not. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. Yeah, because like, you, um, you'd think that the, the whole scene with Leland, where he is kind of exercised. Yeah, they say take the him down take him down to the cell or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it seems like so that's a different level than the Barkhouse Boys situation. Well, it has the same acoustic... Uh, 
Yeah, like yeah. Because yeah. we've spiraled out of one <laughs> in that one yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> in the intro. I've explored them inside <laughs> and out. I mean, but I love when Andy does finally decide to run up. They just bump into each other. Yeah, it's a very. This is a very Twin Peaks scene. Like freak out. It it, it, honestly, it's a very Twin Peaks season one scene. Like just this yeah. is life at the station. We just we don't have a great grasp of technology. I love and also I love that you hear can Lucy get see why it was cut. Yeah, I love that you can hear Lucy get scared when Drewman gets up yeah. there. It's good. Um, this scene is nuts. Laura's climbing out of her window, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't. Uh, Leland pulls up. Guys, I'm gonna give it to you, and I'm gonna give it to you straight. <sighs> See that window? So he saw her. Yeah, he was looking right at her. Mm-hmm. I guess he just allowed her to go. Because we get the end of the scene. Because we get the end of it. Because he, she gets on the bike with James, mm-hmm. speeds away, and we cut to Leland watching them out the window. He's driving oh, right. so slow. When Leland turns, because you don't ever see that he noticed she was there, he just suddenly turns and looks right at her. And the look on his face and the look on her face mm-hmm. just sends shivers down my spine. <laughs> just... I think it should, totally should have been in the movie. This would have I been a good... 100% should have been in the movie. This would have been good to be in there, because it would have been a nice contrast to her seeing him come out of the house. Yeah. So her yeah. hiding in the bushes, seeing him come out... This would yeah, this would have been a true. really nice it's almost like a it's like a backwards version of yeah that. it would have been a nice like, contrast to that so him seeing her leaving and yeah. the, there being that kind of question like does he see me does he not mm-hmm. and you're not sure if he really clocked her but the look on his face is like yeah I I see you leaving but what are you gonna do about me yeah that's so good here mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so this is a a tag team championship <laughs> duo. Yeah. I know they've done many of these screenings too over the years and done Q and A's together, and I just I'm, unfortunately have not been lucky enough to see that. And who knows with our current situation when the hell that'll ever happen right. again? But I, I'd love to go to one of those and just hear them both talk about you know working on this movie. The next scene is kind of powerful for me too. I just because uh, it gets referenced at some point. I don't know when, but the log lady hearing Laura's screams, basically of mm-hmm. her murder. Yeah, because she talks about it in yeah. the series when when she finally gets yeah. her chance to say her piece, she yeah. she hears this, the whole this situation. Is awesome. And this is so short too. I feel like it, there could have just been a quick cut to it, but you know, I know they had to cut. I mean, look at how much they had to cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, this could have easily been a three and a half hour long movie. You know what I would honestly appreciate? Like, what my big picture vision would be is if we could get a supercut re-edit of the series with these scenes from the missing pieces and from fire walk with me interspliced into the series where like as flashbacks maybe yeah maybe as flashbacks or even just like a way to work it all in so that it makes sense as a story told i mean you could show that clip when she was telling coop about it yeah i was gonna say like it would mostly fit in with like season any pretty much stuff up to when leland died yeah just like as as log lady recounts her you know uh testimony of the night you can cut in this scene with her her voiceover and you know mix it enough that you can get the screams in the clip with her reaction to it yeah, and I, I love this deleted scene. Like, this is super effective. Just watching her empathize to feel this emotion 
And then yeah. the fact that it ends with the body in the water. Who's in the window? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is somebody in the so window. Are they, are they moving? No. I hate that. that Who is that? That freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the scene ends with the body in the water. And it's just... Yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah, that's kind of a weird jump. It is a weird jump. To be in the same I don't scene. even know why it needed to be here anyway because we see that in the movie too. And I mean that is the end of what she hears. That's the result. Yeah. Right. So that that is naturally where it would go. Yeah, frightening stuff. But uh, so let's really with... throw a wrench in the timeline. <laughs> yeah. So then this says some months later which is not true. It's just some it's months just like later. A month. Is how I it's read that. It's a month. <laughs> This, for me, I know they weren't really doing this back then, but this would have been the best post-credit scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Annie is, this is everything that takes place after the season two finale. You got Annie at the hospital. They said Sheriff Truman brought her there, and we see her um, again looking like with the effects of what happened to her in the in the lodge, and she's wearing Caroline Earl's dress to make matters more confusing and the ring and she's wearing the ring so re so really she only had this ring on for like i don't know how long it took to get to the hospital but she didn't have it on very long yeah and what's that about I thought also it was when she blanks out yeah like where um Let's talk about that a little is bit. She, has she gone? Let's talk back. about that a little bit. So, she, the look on her face—that still like that, just like stare. I mean, she she entered the lodge kind of in that state anyway, because right when they're walking around to it, she suddenly gets into that trance. She was in that trance already before she went in. Huh. I think anyway. So, is this blank face indicating that she has gone? back i don't i don't know i or just think she's long gone and i think she's just repeating the stuff that she said to laura in there can i super geek on you guys for just a second please so as mentioned in the trailer twin peaks has been affecting pop culture and art for since it's been around and it has definitely been drawn from for multiple video games for many years in the original zelda in the original silent hill yeah uh, actually zelda link's awakening is based <laughs> off twin peaks like just the idea that there is a like, haunted woods like that's where they got that idea but specifically for silent hill one on playstation one if you go to 25 seconds in this scene you have a nurse over here on the right and one of the characters in the original Silent Hill is Lisa Garland, who is dressed mm. exactly like this nurse. Of course. And it's which is crazy because they wouldn't they wouldn't have seen this scene before. Right. But that's crazy. Yeah, like it's just it's Love it's it. super wild. Like I know that they maybe they looked up what nurses wore, but it's it's too much of a coincidence, and it's too weird that they're identically styled. Why does this nurse take the ring and put it on? And she thought it was pretty, and she just like played it. She gets that can't be it. She puts it on and she goes to Silent Hill. I disagree that she just 
stole a ring. Why? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> How can you disagree with? I know, it but like, when that's clearly what we see. <laughs> no, I disagree that she like is a thief that just takes jewelry from yeah. patients. I feel like the ring. Why is that so far fetched? <laughs> called her or something? Because when she puts it on, she like. Oh, because the way she. I don't looks know. At it's it. not that pretty. It's yeah, a dumb I'm sure ring. That, I mean, we don't know what kind of powers this has. She could have been attracted to it for the reason you're saying, for something else, or maybe she was just attracted. She's just a petty thief. Maybe she's got. I mean, she has poor taste. Jade taste. She's jaded. Hey. Jaded. There's also a there's also a little girl in Silent Hill too named Laura. Paula <gasps> Merle. <laughs> Anything else about little Annie Blackburn? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, get her out of here. Back to the Black Lodge. Back to the Black Lodge. We're back in. The arm says someone else has it now because they're looking. He's looking at the table and they notice the ring is it's gone. The it's the nurse. Yeah. So you have to cut the scene with the nurse because this scene doesn't make sense without that. Well, yeah, but also I'm sure he he could also just be referring to Annie because if they put it on Annie when she left, he might just be referring or to Annie. Is that how she even got out? Or that Cooper when, didn't bring her out. Uh, didn't Mike give a ring to Laura? Or something? He threw the ring in the, tra- the train car? Yeah, he gave it to her as a defense mechanism and then she died. And this is a, like a month later. But is this this? Is or there only one ring? Months later, I assume there's only I one. I feel ring. like somehow the armor would have had to have gotten hold of the ring but after Mike tried to give it to her. But it's Twin Peaks. There might be two rings. I would I would say there's like at least five. <laughs> yeah. Emerald ring, ruby wing, ruby ruby wing. But also, if we assume ruby Mike ring. and the arm are and one heart. and the same, I mean. Um. So we have boop. This is a nice, I guess, way to finish off i don't know kind of re- a chance to revisit i like that we actually get to see how people reacted <laughs> to coop's little episode in the bathroom i just particularly like how cooper reacted to them coming in like when he thought quickly to just lay down he's like oh yeah man, that was yeah, actually particularly just his change in tone well i guess it was more similar to what he was saying when he was in the bed but just his change in tone from him mocking dale with the how's annie like i give a shit about yeah. annie She's fine. He gets very just serious the more like slow speaking. Yeah, it's love Tom McLaughlin. It's an odd scene. Again, that's why I think this was setting up more. Yeah, yeah, like this probably would have led into season three if it had happened not twenty five years later. But this was shot. I mean, they did. This is different. They mm-hmm. rebuilt. They restaged the set it. Yeah. yeah, and you can kind of tell. Like it's it's really well done. It's really well done. But like. Yeah, it is really well done. Coming fresh off of the back end of season two, you can tell that this is not all the same stuff. They did their best. Particularly the blood was meticulous. Like, they recreated that spill on his face to the T. And that's the missing piece. Unless you really like cream corn. Uh, If you love cream corn, then here's two minutes of it. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Enjoy these credits. (laughs) I love cream corn. Uh, I don't know. It's funny to me that it says directed and edited by David Lynch. I don't know why, <laughs> because it's it is, yeah. because it's it's deleted scenes. But it's like it's right. I, I know that it was like they were when they were shot. They were directed by David Lynch, but it's almost like as they were putting him together, that he was in a director's chair. It's like now put the thing about the corn. 
And maybe he was. I don't know. I wasn't there. But it, it just struck me as funny. I just picture him <laughs> in a room alone just editing this together. I mean, it kind of feels like that, right? Yeah. 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 It does. I mean, it you don't have any other credits. On, uh, it's directed and ended Windows by David maker. Lynch. Like, just him by himself in his house, taking a break only to do weather reports. It's a wild collection mm-hmm. of little snippets here. Uh, it is. I've, there's a lot that I feel like really should have been in the movie. And if it was spliced differently, if the timings were different, could have been a really comprehensive and cohesive experience that really would have added a lot more to somebody who's looking for, you know, end game content from the Twin Peaks TV series. I don't understand why a lot of this yeah. did get cut. Some of it definitely makes sense. Uh there's a lot of stuff from the police station that we just don't need. But there's plenty that could have been stuck in there because these are, you know, one minute, two minute sequences that easily yeah. could have been in there and honestly could have replaced some of the stuff from the movie and made it a more understandable road. And I know that's not necessarily Lynch's MO, but it huh. definitely is stuff that needs to be there. Not not all of it. I would I would say ninety four percent of this could be worked in. It's a very specific number. <laughs> I'm I'm really worried <laughs> of percentages. Look, I can't guess numbers. I don't know. There's so much in here that needed to be there to make it really work for what it was supposed to do. And I'm glad this is here. I'm glad the missing pieces are there to finish fleshing out the whole mystery. I feel like if somebody, maybe the fan edit did it. But if somebody got to give it another once over and really integrate what needed to be there versus what could be lost. Even as far as the beginning of the series, like let's go to episode one. Let's go to the pilot and episode one and work in the stuff just as VOs. As people are explaining a scene, let me see it and, and let it all roll cool. together. And I know yeah. that the content didn't exist. When they first started the series. But it's it such a now. huge ask. Yeah, but it does exist now. Like, give me that master cut. Give me that Lynch-directed master cut of all this footage to give me the complete story. And it would be a completely different experience. Watching the series beginning to end with scenes from this movie and this extra content added in. It would be astounding how different that viewing experience would be. It's, I just can't wait to see your edit. And I'm not gonna do it. I don't have the time. But I mean that that's my that's my my fantasy project is if somebody were to do that for me, just for me. I thought your fantasy project was Twin Peaks fighting game. Oh, the Twin Peaks fighting game is gonna happen. I'm gonna figure that okay. out. Dude, I've got, I've got the final boss set up, and it's so good. Uh, well, you have to include all these spirits now <laughs> from the convenience store. Oh, oh, unlockable yeah, characters yeah. on left and right. Give me Jack from Haps. Say goodbye to Haps. <laughs> or say goodbye to Jack. After he gets KO'd, he just goes, he didn't suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, he didn't suffer. Oh, uh, well, any other things we need to do? We'll just have to rate it on a scale of one to five James Hurley foreheads on a segment we like to call Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. James! Let's hear it, Dave. All right, look. I could take a lot of stuff in the missing pieces. I could leave a lot of stuff in the missing pieces. 
But seeing Sheriff Cable get that ass beat gives me a solid four foreheads. Just four. I didn't need any other scene from this anthology. (laughs) Just getting that satisfaction. Chef fingers all day. Delicious. Nice. Tyler. Who's next? Is it me? Tyler. I'm going to give it a three. Just three. It's hard to rate and review. This, this, is, a, like this. this is a tough one to... And you've only seen it once. To encapsulate. Yes. Yeah. Especially when it's described to you as deleted scene. <laughs> from something yes. uh, that didn't make the final cut. Um, so yes, while I agree that some of this should have made the final cut, there's plenty that didn't need to make the final cut. And yes. my final score for the missing pieces is a four. Just four. I'll take it. Wow. Talking for this. That was that was the, the missing, missing pieces. pieces. Uh, if we missed any pieces from the missing pieces, let us know what we should have covered at talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Instagram. At Talking Backwards Pod there as well. Patrick. And hit us up on Twitter at Talking Backwards. Tyler. Anchor. .fm slash Talking Backwards. You can support us there if you'd like. We are here to serve. <laughs> send us emails. Send us comments. We will address them in future episodes. And we hope you'll stick with us for those. I'm in AM.